Welcome back to Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for Scarecrow and Mrs. King fans. I'm Lexi Fima, and join with my friends and podcasters, Miranda Thomas, Jen Peterson, and Taya Johnston. Today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 17, Odds on a Dead Pigeon. So uh, this episode first aired on February 25th, 1985, and it was... Filmed 18 out of 23, but shown 17 out of 23. So the director for this episode is Bob Sweeney. We talked about him previously as he also directed A Relative Situation from er earlier in the season. And then he will do another one later this season, which is Murder Between Friends. He was born in October of 18 as in 1918, in San Francisco, California. And he died in June of 92, in also in California, at the age of 74. Wow. Yeah. Um, he was part of a comedy team with Hal March in the early 50s um, called Sweeney and March. And then he also had 50 directing credits, including Scarecrow, Mrs. King, and they included Dukes of Hazard, Simon and Simon, MacGyver, Matlock, Dynasty, Love Boat, Bring Him Back Alive, which was Bruce's previous short, very short-lived series before mm -hmm. Scarecrow, and Fantasy Island. And his last directing job was Shades of L.A. in 1990. This episode was written by Juanita Bartlett. She's the producer of some of season one and all of season two for a total of 26 episodes in all. And she was born in November of 1927, and she died in February of 14, uh, 2014 mm -hmm. at the age of 86. So I'm just going to warn you, most of the people I'm going to talk about, they're all dead, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she also wrote Spiderweb. She wrote the teleplay for Spiderweb. Uh, she wrote Affair at Bromfield Hall, Our Men in Tegrancy, Dead Ringer, and then this is her last one that she wrote, Odds on a Dead Pigeon. So guest stars I want to talk about, uh, we have Larry Cradle, and he's the married man that uh, we, we learn about in the very first part of the episode. He was born in July of 1937 in Kentucky, Brooksville. Do you know where that is, Miranda? Is that by you? Not near me. Okay. I was like, I put Kentucky and then I'm like, I better write it down because she's going to ask me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't remember. Um, and he died in January of 2009 in Reno, Nevada at the age of 71. Hmm. He was in The Big Chill, MacGyver, and Heart to Heart, Mork and Mindy, Hotel, Fantasy Island, Knight Rider. He was also in Charlie's Angels, episode Angels Belong in Heaven in 1978 with Kate. He was in Marcus Welby, MD, Policewoman, uh, a lot of Westerns back in the 50s and 60s. And his first job was in 1954 called uh, The Secret Storm. And so, I mean, he wasn't that old. I mean, he was less than 20 years old when he did his first acting gig. So we also, I also want to talk about Dennis Lipscomb. Uh, he played Gordon Redding, the bad guy. He was born in March 1942 in New York and died in July of 2014 at age of 72. And he was in Chips, WKRP in Cincinnati, Little House on the Prairie, Dallas, um, the movie War Games, which I'm sure Jen and Miranda, you guys remember that one, right? I love that movie. I know. <laughs> yes, I figured you would. I don't think I've seen it. No. What? what? I know. Matthew Broderick? Everybody's seen that one that grew up then. Yeah, you should. It's good. You should immediately go watch it. Yeah. In fact, just stop. 
Stop. Stop doing the podcast, Jenna. Just go watch that while we're doing this. We'll wait. (laughs) He was also in A-Team, Hill Street Blues, Moonlighting, several episodes of In the Heat of the Night, L.A. Law, Party of Five, Felicity, Miranda. And he was, um, oh, so in Felicity, in case you ask me. I was going to say, he was Felicity. I did not remember that. He was the doctor in the episode uh, for the Lovelorn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and his last credit was in uh, The Guardian in 2002. Um, some just some interesting uh, trivia on him. He studied drama in London and he had a bachelor's and a master's degree. Wow. Yeah. And then um, Joel Graves, he played Gilbert, the little boy who was afraid of bears and brought that huge machete. <laughs> And SMK was his fifth and last acting job. He was also in Aftermath and Little House on the Prairie. And then Ricky Stout played Justin, so Paul's brother. Paul's brother. Mm-hmm. And he was also in V, the TV show V, about the aliens, and then Our House. I also wanted to mention a little unknown actress uh, who played Karen Brinkman. She may look a little familiar to y'all, but <laughs> just kidding. So that's it on the guest stars. In this episode, when a former criminal wants to get revenge, he hires a woman to look like Amanda and do his dirty work. And chaos ensues. <laughs> and chaos ensues. Okay, so I don't forget, mm-hmm. we have the first draft of Odds on a Dead Pigeon script Ooh. from January 16th of 1985. So about a month and a week before they actually filmed the episode. Um, I do want to point out first and foremost that Gordon Redding actually um, written as Gordon Redlin and that Karen Brinkman was written as Goethe von Hallam. German, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Goethe. Goethe. Das ist richtig, ja. So that's what we have. All right, so we will begin the episode. The episode opens with a hotel that they use quite often. Mm-hmm. In it, it, so it, it, I, I know for a fact that it's in your your favorite episode, Lexi. What uh, is it? Welcome to America, Mr. Brand. The That's best right. episode ever. <laughs> so I do know they, I, I recognize it from that for sure. And they've used it several other times too. But we we find Amanda mm-hmm. having a drink, a very cozy drink. Very cozy drink. Very cozy. Not a lot of sipping frisky. on the drinks being Frisky? Had. Is that what you said? Frisky? She's getting frisky. <laughs> Not yet, but she will. With uh, Cradle. Mm-hmm. And, you know... They're they're talking about how they just can't believe it, how they're there and how, you know, you know, he's like, I always thought you and Lee. And she's like, no, no, Lee and I. And then she kisses him and you're like, passionate. You're like, what the heck? You know, like he throws you off. I do want to point out, though, in the script, Mm -hmm. there's very few for being a first draft uh, on the script. There's very few changes in this. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes to show. um because Juanita knows the show so yeah, well yep. um, that she writes it enough, oh, so well that you don't have to tweak it so much right. like you do some of those other ones where they're just getting pulled in to write a script and they don't really know the show. Yeah. 
So he does when in it when it opens in the script, he does open with I still can't believe this is happening. And she says softly, believe it. He says, but I always thought that you and lean and she rests an index finger on his lips, silencing him. You think too much. (laughs) So not her. She leans forward, kisses him. The kiss is long and deep and heavy with promise. Then Amanda, she extend. he says, Amanda, she extends her hand, palm upward. I better go up first. <laughs> like, wow, man. She's like mm-hmm. way more forceful even than in here, yeah. which really kind of gives away that it's not mm-hmm. like something's up. Yeah, I was going to say the way that they end up doing it, it's. It is it is a little bit out of Amanda's character, but it's not so far out of Amanda's yeah, character. Yeah, right. Believe that it's not her. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, having watched this for the first time, you know, recently, like within the past couple of years, I remember thinking, like, wow, this is really forward of her. <laughs> and Taya's like sitting in the corner, going, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, why is she acting like this? Is not Lee. This that is does a not sound like me at downgrade, all. Downgrade, downgrade. <laughs> yeah. She does have access to all those agents, but you never know. Yeah. But not, this agent is not cute. And Lynn's not interested. Right? Or is he, Jen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she does say in in the actual film version, she's like, uh, I'll go up and then you can follow behind me. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's your preference, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I remember watching this as a kid going, Oh, well, she's just, um, she's on a case, mm-hmm. you know, she's mm-hmm. on a case and yeah, and she's totally undercover and Lee's, you know, right next door and, you know, and, and, and all's well, you know, and then you're like, when you see the next scene, you're like, well, holy crap, what, yeah. <laughs> you know, in her home, her very homey sweater and mm-hmm. skirt and white prim blouse. Look at him. He's such a perv. Yep. And then you find out he's married and you're like, what the hell, dude? Yep. What are they drinking too? It's not wine because mm-hmm. that is no color of wine that I've ever like, seen. Like cognac or something. Yeah, but it wouldn't be in a wine glass. I mean, that's something like that, though. Yeah, they're in sifters, Snif- snifters. Well, maybe that's this hotel's version of like <laughs> that. Maybe because it's so short. I mean, like I don't know a lot of wine glasses that have that small of a yeah, stem. Yeah, they do have a short stem. Look at him; he's all like, "Oh, I'm getting some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting me some." Yeah, he didn't even tip them. I mean, he left the cash on the table. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. He, he made a big show of it. Because okay. I was thinking, wow, Amanda, like, you just left him to pay for you? Like, <laughs> he's, you're really putting yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is planning, to, well, she, he, as far as he knows, mm-hmm. she's planning to pay him back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. The room's very um, nondescript, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, the hallway's fancier than the room. Yeah. And then he comes to the door and she opens it and then they're just totally making out. Yeah, like, like intense making out. Made, I don't think I've ever seen her make out like that with yeah. anybody on this show. Yeah, this is a sucking face. <laughs> I mean, this indicates like if, if nothing else, this is like clearly not Amanda. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> desires a secret sign yeah passionate quiet on the outside passionate (laughs) you gotta watch out for those quiet ones that's so funny wow he's really going to town there so then there then he's saying you know um you know i didn't know that when i came into the office that this was gonna happen it's like well (laughs) 
why would you? Like, yeah. that's a weird thing to say, but whatever. And he's, he keeps checking. You can tell he's very nervous about Lee because he's like, are you, and there's really nothing going on between you and Lee. And she's like, no, nothing between Lee and I, nothing between anybody else. But Lee's such a Lothario that he's got to, like, he's incredulous. Like, how could there not be? Right. She's pretty. He's gorgeous. Like, how could there not be anything between them? But mm-hmm. he's, I think he's also a little afraid. <laughs> Maybe. Like, you sure Lee's not going to come and kick my ass yeah. for her, <laughs> for doing this? Yeah, right? Yeah, Lee's protective of her regardless, so. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm sure people picked up on that. <laughs> right. Hands off. He, like, gr- practically growls when anybody else comes around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. He's got blonde hair, but he's got brown eyes. You don't see that. It's a little more rare. Yeah, you don't see that too often. So where did they say these two met up? At the agency. But that's Karen. I thought it was outside. So they don't know where the agency is, so I thought maybe they're like just trolling hotels around the agency or something? Actually, he just says, when I ran into you today. Oh, must have just been like a lucky, like she's trolling around in Washington. Yeah. I mean, she's targeting him, so I'm sure it wasn't just a coincidence, you know, at that point. But for him, he thinks it is. Right. Too bad you're about to die. (laughs) You ain't getting lucky, you're getting punked. (laughs) <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> this would get suspicious when she goes totally awkward with the pillow either. I would. I'd be like, what are you doing with that pillow? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it's the shy coming back out. He's just ready for it. Yeah, he's... <laughs> he's ready. He. Uh, well, I mean, hello. He's just thinking with his, you know, what's he? <laughs> he's ignoring all the signs. Exactly. His tiny brain. Yeah. <laughs> But it does say, which is, it's kind of funny because when you watch this, she grabs the pillow and brings it over and there's already a gun there mm-hmm. attached to the pillow. Oh. But suppose. Well, I thought she took his, I thought she took his, his weapon. That's what I she did. But look, when you, when you do it in slow motion, you can see um, the pillows, it's taped. Huh. There's oh. a. <laughs> There's a there's a gun tape there, and but they say he uses that she uses his own gun. Yeah, I just thought she was like quick of the hand, just like took his weapon. Yeah, and I thought that the pillow. But it's got a, it has to have a silence. Oh no, she used a pillow, so it wouldn't have had a silence or not. But if you look here, it's watch probably just so that she didn't right with right. The yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can see the gun though, but watch because he does have a he looks he looks he looks better to me when he had the shoulder, shoulder holster. holster. So watch her grab the pillow. Hold on. Watch her grab the... See? Did you see it taped on the back? I just saw tape. Why would she have tape on there? Pull it back. I think it's just an actor to help her as an actress to... Do you see it? To get it in position. Do you want me to... You want me to tell you what it actually is? What is... (laughs) It's so that you can see the front... So whatever is on the back of the pillow is so it blows out and it looks like she shot a gun through it. It's not actually, a, I mean, I don't know, maybe there is some sort of gun or something that's part of the prop, but it's part of, because she's not actually going to shoot a gun through the right. pillow, it's the, yeah, yeah right. to make it look like she does. I want to see what this prop is. Yeah. <laughs> show us the prop. Yeah, show yeah. us the props. <laughs> he's just, he's just going to town. He's just taking his shirt right off, isn't he? <laughs> He's like, you were always with Lee. And I said to myself, Cradle, this is a hands-off situation. In the script, she goes, see, I told you, you, ta- you think too much <laughs> in the script. But she doesn't actually say that. And then she's holding the pillow and smiling. and <laughs> She barely blinks. <laughs> 
And that's when you know you're like, no, this is not Amanda King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that look like, mm-hmm, I got you. Yep. And then we're that's back. The Karen <laughs> yeah, the Karen. Yeah, Karen's there. It's like maybe Amanda has a split personality, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Karen's really, because, I mean, really, would another woman get that haircut on purpose? And if she was going to make 250000 she would. <laughs> <laughs> I just said only if she wants to look like Amanda King. Yeah. <laughs> no one else would work, would right? Isn't <laughs> just me though, or was the 80s right for the double assassin, you know, the twin assassin um, storyline? I know I've seen this in several. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a major trope back then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of got. It didn't stop in the 80s. I, like I said, I just watched an episode of Alias where it was the exact same trope. Like, right. Really? Mm-hmm. I that, I, that was the, what I was watching before I um, got on here to record tonight. It, it, like, it continues up to, at the very least, the late 2000s. <laughs> I just thought that people got a little more, you know, got the critical thinking on, this is very unlikely to happen, that you could have surgery and look so much like that person that you Mm -hmm. can impersonate them to that degree that nobody gets suspicious. I thought that that was kind of an 80s, you know, fallacy, and then we've moved past it, but I guess not. I'll have to watch Alias. You have to watch Alias. (laughs) I I mean, that's... It is a trope, yes, for, for television, but, like, even when they were talking about, like, uh, Osama bin Laden, he had people who had plastic surgery to look like him to impersonate him, and that's just, apparently it's a criminal thing to do, and they, you know, who knows, maybe there are, maybe it's not as uncommon as you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus they don't have to get as close as Karen did to Lee, I mean, you can get right. close enough to kill him and look... Just enough like them. Exactly. In um, the blacklist, they they use it now. Even in 2019, they're using it. Oh. Yeah. I am not enjoying looking at Lee's jacket, I have to admit. Lee's jacket? Yeah, it's not cute. I didn't even notice it when I watched it the first time. It's all checkery. I'm getting used to the crazy jackets occasionally. Well, they're not supposed to show up until season three. So (laughs) we're supposed to be free of that. We can't have horrible Amanda hair and bad Lee jackets. This one's horrible. Look at that. Look. That is awful. (laughs) With a striped shirt. With a striped shirt. Looks like Tim Gunn with all that pattern mixing. Yeah, it's way (laughs) too much pattern work. I actually kind of like the jacket, but not with the tie and the shirt. I don't know why. He has a little too much eyeshadow on uh, for my taste, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little heavy. It's heavy. Heavy-handed. And then I don't want to talk about Francine's outfit with her mustardy pants. <laughs> her blues don't match either. That's annoying. Her what doesn't? Her blues. Her earrings and that little... Oh, I have to look. I, thing. She's been. It's been off her too much, so... Hold on. Oh, yeah. If you're going to light something like that up, it's got to match. Yeah, I, I just... I don't care for that at all. The, the the top totally drowns her out. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about uh, the fact that Tree Logan and Cradle have both been killed in the past two weeks by their own guns in hotel rooms. And they're, Billy's saying he's not liking the pattern that he's seeing here. And they're trying to pinpoint what exactly these two have in common uh, that would make somebody want to kill them. Mm-hmm. And they're both pervs. <laughs> they're both pervs. Well, you know, at least Trelogan wasn't married. Cradle was. That's true. Dirty bird. 
Like, he would think, like, hello, a woman's not going to go, well, I guess some do, but I mean, not somebody like Amanda would not go and have an affair with a married man in the middle of the day. Yeah. I love it. He's like, what were they doing in a hotel at three o'clock in the afternoon? And she's like, come on, Billy. (laughs) Yeah, but if someone you didn't expect suddenly came on to you like that, like a housewife that you wouldn't expect, I think that would be hot for a guy. It totally would, yeah. So I can see it happening. I do like, it's so 80s when Billy says, I didn't think he was such a player. And he, and Lee goes, nobody, n- no more than the next guy. And it's like, oh, so they're all like a bunch of like cheaters. And like, it just, it was like so 80s, I think, you know, like, oh, it's just, it's okay to have, you know, to cheat and, you know, have affairs and things like that. All guys do it kind of thing. The attitude well, seems. Especially seemed. if they're gallivanting around the world on assignment. Right. Probably do. Mm hmm. So they're, you know, they're just saying maybe someone's just taking a, 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 you know, a run at the agency and, and this really doesn't have any, the two of the, the two guys don't have anything to do with each other. It's just somebody, you know, making a random run. And Billy's like, that's it. You know, everybody's has no social life now. Just, you know, tighten, tighten down the hatches kind of thing. And then Francine has to make her snide little comment like about how uh, Bob Luigi, mm-hmm. was that Bob Luigi? Mario Luigi. <laughs> Terrific. Bob Luigi had tickets for the Kennedy Center tonight. He invited me week a week ago. She's like, he's like, Francine, she's like, I'll clean my closets. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants her to take a look at the computer and see if she can kind of pinpoint, figure out where these two guys connect. He wants her to go back like six months. And then Lee decides that he's going to go to the hotel and ask some questions of his own to see. He's like, which I, I think this is so mean. <laughs> I thought this was kind of a slam against Kate. He's like, did you hear how they described the woman? Average. It's like, that was harsh. Yeah, but Amanda's supposed to be average. Like, I wish I was average then. <laughs> we are. She's not. Right, right. No, I get it. I mean, this is an everyday housewife. Yeah. Doesn't he add like, a great late comment later? Like, yeah, that's later. Describe her? Yep. So there's a little good in there, but yeah. Yeah. It just, it's <laughs> it like, a yeah, it's like average. Okay. And Lee's like, well, I'm going to find her. <laughs> well, she might go find you, buddy. He's like, I want to see what kind of woman can set up two of the best agents that we had. Well, and I have no doubt if Amanda really wanted to set someone up, she could do it as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then we go back to, we go to Amanda's house. And she's got a whole room full of young junior trailblazers. And this is, I think, the first time that we hear about the junior trailblazers. They were the scouts when we first learned about them in in the first time. Mm-hmm. And now they're jun- junior trailblazers. And then it kind of goes from here. They're always going to be junior trailblazers from here on out. But I think this is the first time that we hear about them. They didn't call them that in the they called them, they were Boy Scouts. Yeah, they were, because they had the official um, handkerchiefs and everything. Yep. The first one. And then after that, they were junior trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I recognized it from Jonah's Boy Scout stuff. It's yeah. exactly the same. It hasn't changed at all. That's funny. Well, they're very traditional. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. So the kids are all pre- preparing for a camping trip, and uh, Amanda's going through some slides with them. And I wanted to ask you guys, you uh, ladies of the 80s, <laughs> do you guys remember the grosser than gross jokes? Of course. Yes, I do. I didn't know what yeah. these were. 
You don't remember those? I don't think we did that. I must not have been around the right boys. Yeah, right. Well, I had four older brothers, so we were definitely uh, bombarded with them. <laughs> so the boys are kind of rambunctious, and she's trying to calm them down. And then it's funny because Dottie's on like, uh, like MP duty. She's got to go through all their things and make sure no one's bringing in anything that they shouldn't be bringing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's sorting contraband. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I love their portable TV. <laughs> the little radio and p- that little tiny TV. And yeah, that was yeah. really funny. Have you guys ever done this? Have you ever led like a camping trip with kids or something? Because I have. And no. It's like the I, worst. I was with the girl leader. Let me tell you, our camping trip was more like through Beverly Hills. We went to hotels. <laughs> Good for you. That's my kind of camping. It depends, it depends if you have all girls or if you have boys mm-hmm. in the mix with girls. I mean, it's just. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I feel for these guys because these are all boys, and I feel for them. <laughs> I used to go on the Boy Scout camping trips with my with my brother's troop because my dad was the um, the leader, but I never actually had to leave myself. Hmm. You know, you get a group like that together, and they'll just do anything. They'll try anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to impress their friends, especially boys. And anyway, it's funny. It's an experience. <laughs> Well, little Gilbert saying, if we're roughing it, why do we have to take toothbrushes? It sounds like my boys, I swear to God. <laughs> my Mine are always like, why? I haven't even eaten breakfast yet. Why would I brush my teeth? Now it's going to be gross. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, because you're going out for breakfast and that's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the boys all yell and she's like, now wait a minute. She goes, Gilbert, did you bring your toothbrush? <laughs> So she's telling them that they're going to have to live off the land, eating roots and berries and all that. And then Dottie finds that big, um, <laughs> that big radio and TV thing. That thing is awesome. Yeah. And that crime eating hardware. Yeah, I was going to say, that is, that is what you call an 80s portable television. <laughs> After the 80s, you would never see that in anyone's home or camping trip, ever. <laughs> And then she pulls out a corded toothbrush and she's like, unless you have a really long cord, you're not going to be able to use this. Mm-hmm. And Amanda's like, now I thought we agreed just to bring the essentials. And then <laughs> and then she brings pulls out this big machete <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's Paul's. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Justin, who is played by Ricky, Paul's brother, says bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, he's so cute. They are adorable. They are so cute. He actually looks like Greg yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he does. Except for the nose. They both have that really like ski jump. Yeah, nose. ski jump nose. That's what my grandma always called mine. <laughs> Philip does a good job in these scenes. or Paul Stout. He does, he does good. He's a little turkey. He's like... He's a very believable boy. <laughs> I was going to say, he's playing the boy. <laughs> exactly. Jamie is way too subdued. That is not the norm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Greg and, and Ricky could be brothers. It's so funny. They do look alike. They do. It's so cute. I like how she like ruffles up his hair, too. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Greg's hair. <laughs> That's so cute, too. She's like, well, you all know what to do, don't you? I don't. You don't? I don't. I mean, all I know is that moss grows on the uh, north side of a rock and in the middle of an enormous national park. What does that tell you? Okay, I'm going to let the fellas tell you. What do you do if you get lost? Hug a tree! I didn't hear you. Hug a tree! Okay, all right, all right, that's okay, right. Okay. That wasn't, 
That wasn't in the script. They just said it one time and that was it. Because hmm. Dottie hates to camp. So yes. Listen to the rules. I love how they have that, that argument later, <laughs> how much they don't like it. And then Philip just eggs on the the this the uh, little boy that scared Justin the little boy. <laughs> and he's like, and then a bear will come and eat you. And he's like, what? Ah! She's like, no, a bear will not come and eat you. There's yellow flowers on the counter. I love them. Very pretty. Um, she goes to the slideshow and starts showing them, you know, um, things, plants and um, trees and, and branches and things like that. And they're, you know, naming them. And then she's like, and this is an important one. What is that? And he's like, poison ivy. Stay out of that stuff. Well, actually, in the script, it was, um, I think it was poison oak, mm-hmm. not poison ivy. But either way, <laughs> either way, you don't want it. So then I like the juxtaposition they do on this. I think it's kind of cool where... They're looking at a s- film slides, and then yeah. we go to Redding mm-hmm. and Brinkman, and they're looking at slides of Amanda and her family. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So he's like quizzing Karen, Karen being Amanda's evil twin mm-hmm. <laughs> for the show's purpose. He's a beady looking guy, isn't he? Like beady eyed. Yep. A bad guy. She's got her button earrings on, so it must be Amanda. So she starts rattling people off and then grabs a cigarette, which is so not Amanda. Mm -hmm. And she's got a drink in one hand and a cigarette in the other. She's lived a hard life. She deserves to have her booze and cigarettes. (laughs) Right? She's probably drinking the same thing she was drinking in the bar. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. This just has ice. It looks like a scotch or something. Mm -hmm. Bourbon on the rocks. Oh, there you go. (laughs) She's a hard ass. Hard liquor. Well, she is an assassin. She's um yeah. very cocky. Mm-hmm. Very cocky. Confidence. Well, <laughs> she says arrogance is something that she earned. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. She she explains to him like you you heard about me when you were in prison. I've never even seen the inside of a of a jail. Mm-hmm. So so and then he kind of just shuts up. <laughs> Except when you're arrogant, that's when you're going to get caught. Yep. Yeah. Arrogant, so. Exactly. Or Jen, when you try to 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 best uh, Lee Stetson and Amanda King. <laughs> that's true. You're also going to lose then. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen explains that you know she had surgery. She's got her face. She has her voice pattern. She mm-hmm. knows how she walks. She's duplicated her wardrobe. She's like her own mother wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't be able to tell them apart. And he's like, it's not her mother. You have to fool. It's Lee Stetson. So obviously mm-hmm. he's trying to get to Lee. Right. Through Amanda using Karen. Mm-hmm. So he makes her watch the the video again and, and practice. And she's not having it. <laughs> so she confirms she took care of Trina Logan and she took care of Cradle. And she's like, I don't know why you don't think I can handle Lee Stetson. And, and he's like, he's a lot tougher how much he knew Lee Stetson and she's like, you you know, not too well. You thought they were lovers, Mm -hmm. Amanda and Lee, and they're not. They're just co-workers. You thought they were lovers. They only work together. And then they, and he's like, yes, but where? And she's like, that's the only thing I couldn't ask. And he'll be like, Mm -hmm. um, where's the agency again? (laughs) I've been there a million times. So it would have been interesting if Karen actually, heck, just tried to seduce Lee. Oh, See what yes. happens when you go for Amanda? <laughs> right? Be like, I knew you liked me. Right. <laughs> you never know. Well, we kind of get that sense yeah. when, we'll talk about it later, but, you know, when he, um, he says, she goes, oh, do you like this look? And he goes, the real Amanda, you know, so mm-hmm. he obviously finds her 
pleasantly attractive, I guess. Yeah. So uh, Redding explains that he's spent the last seven years in prison um, thinking about this revenge on Lee, Trilogan, and Cradle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very close now to getting that revenge from um, what we learn is that his brother was killed mm-hmm. um, during an agency raid. So Mrs. King and her her family are off on a camping trip that Dottie just can't wait to go on, mm-hmm. as I would be. And Kieran's going to just kind of slip right in there. Yeah. Uh-oh. Chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. So she says that Lee is a dead pigeon. Do you guys ever think of... I don't hear, hear that term. Never. This is the only time I've ever heard it, Jen. I'd stop and think about that because we watch these shows so much we don't think about the titles. Mm-hmm. I just never thought about it. And I was like, I've never heard pigeon used like that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I been under a rock no I no I think it's it's kind of a obscure it's obscure for sure mm-hmm. yeah well I thought so but mm-hmm. I, I really think Kate does a really great job of having such a the dichotomy between the two characters yeah. that she's playing here mm-hmm. you, you know just that. by the look that uh, which yeah. one is which yeah so subtle, yeah. But it's so not. subtle, but it's so easy. And you, I mean, you can even tell when she's Kate playing Karen, playing Amanda, too. Because, like, even Karen isn't fully Amanda. Yeah. So you can still see Karen in it when she's trying to be Amanda. Yeah. That's in, it's it's just incredible. I mean, it just shows her, her range and her talent, for sure. That would get real confusing for me. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who am I today? <laughs> My name is what again? <laughs> so we're back at Amanda's and they're um, packing the car up for their trip. And um, Dottie's explaining how much she doesn't like uh, how much she doesn't like camping. And she's like, "Oh, come on, the boys love it. I love it." <laughs> and then she uses that damn whistle. I would have been like, "Listen, you better put that whistle away, young lady." <laughs> Whistles are for dogs. I hate it. Have you ever, well, you have sat in a volleyball game for a long period of time. Yeah. Whistle, oh, oh my God. I've actually refed, Jen. So oh yeah, I've God. I've heard I've heard it very loudly. <laughs> I've been the whistle. Yes. Other animals, but not humans, and definitely not for me. Oh, that's, that's so true. It's true. Yeah. I love that one. And then, who do we have sitting in the uh, on the street? Okay, I do not like that sweater at all. Yeah, it's not cute. And it's with gray. The brown and gray just doesn't yeah, look good. Yeah, not a fan. Mm-mm. She does have her uh, Nikes on though, mm-hmm. so she got that down. Right. <laughs> she's Karen there, right? Yeah. Are you talking about Karen's outfit? Yeah, Karen's Karen's outfit, not Amanda's. Karen cannot dress. <laughs> I do love the house that they used for Redding's hideout, I mm-hmm. guess you would call it. It's very pretty. Yeah. Very pretty. And now Karen's sitting, how dare she? She's sitting on Amanda's pineapple couch. Yeah. And having a drink and having a big ashtray of, of cigarettes mm-hmm. next to her. Looking through all her mail. And looking through her mail. Oh, thank you. That reminds me. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. So in the script... When Redding calls the house mm-hmm. and she answers, 
He goes, anything yet? At his voice, Goethe quickly extinguishes her cigarette in guilty reflex. I told you I'd let you know as soon as I heard anything. What if she told Stetson she'd be out of town? Then I've, I've been living on canned soup for nothing. They cleaned out the refrigerator before they left. He goes, what are you doing? She said, catching up on her correspondence. He goes, some of it's not, she goes, some of it's not too bad. A lot of tentative passion from somebody named Dean. I can see why she got rid of him. <laughs> and he says, you're reading old love letters somebody wrote her? That's disgusting. She goes, Bug she goes, bugging her house isn't, secretly filming her isn't. I had my, he goes, I had my reasons for doing that. She goes, so have I. I'm bored. Let's not start talking morality, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? I and like then dig on Dean. Yeah, and then when she hangs up the phone and the and then Lee calls shortly thereafter, in the script she, she actually answers and says, Look, Gordon, I don't and he goes, Gordon, who's Gordon? Mm. So and then she goes, Lee. So they changed that in the script as well or in the episode as well. Well, it's funny because I expect and I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I expected her to do the same thing. Yeah, I did too. Yep. Like I told you, I'll yeah. call you. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. like, answer it that way. You know? mm hmm. You would expect it to be just him hanging up and calling her right back. Yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I am oddly attracted to her pineapple couch. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the pineapples. It's so it's quirky. The lately. It's very quirky for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we've been eating a bunch of pineapple lately. Fresh, like yeah. we cored it and everything, and it's really good. Me too. Yeah, it's so yummy. She's wearing clip-ons again because when the yeah. phone rang, she snapped it right off. Yep. Those are those earrings you liked earlier. I, know, I remember? Do like I was them. gonna say those are from the last episode. Yep. Yeah. Was it the last one? I think so. Oh, she's okay. wearing them in Life of the Party. Oh, okay. Yep. I think you're right. So he's like, "Hey, you know, we're really short-handed down here. I I couldn't remember if your trip was camping trip was this weekend or, or next." And she's like, "Oh, well, it was this weekend. Um, I wasn't feeling well, so I sent everybody else on." And he's like, "Oh, well, if you're sick," and she's like, "No, no, no, I'm feeling better." Mm -hmm. I thought it was a headache, but it's gone. It must have been, you know, like, I think, oh, she said, I thought I was catching a cold. But I guess, you know, just an allergy or something. So Amanda gets Lee to come and pick her up so that she doesn't have to meet him at an agency that she has no idea where it's at. Right. And then she tells him very oddly, hey, in case I'm upstairs, I'll leave the front door open. Just come on in. Mm-hmm. Which she never has him go to the front door. Right. They always send him, you know, she always sends him in the back. Maybe she does when her mother and the boys are out there. Mm. Yeah, I thought about that too. Maybe. But still she wouldn't. But, but there's neighbors. neighbors. I guess there's still yeah. neighbors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So he pulls up and this is actually the one on Warner Boulevard, the house. He looks so tall next to that vet, doesn't he? That's the one on Warner? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. That's yeah. that tree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, I know. <laughs> um so <laughs> it's interesting because um kate also is like chewing gum mm -hmm. you know so it's like she's purposely trying these different things that amanda doesn't normally do right. like the smoking and the and maybe she's having nicorette gum or something i don't know yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't have to smoke i don't know it's kind of funny but um lee comes up to the house she's in her car watching mm -hmm. and he sees the door uh, kind of ajar and he gets his gun out and pushes it, uh, pushes the door open and a shotgun has been been set up to shoot mm -hmm. um, as soon as somebody comes through the front door. Yeah. And lucky for him, he realized mm -hmm. 
It's sabotage. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I understand what she said, stay in the house and just shoot the heck out of Exactly. That, or, like, make the front door seem less suspicious by not leaving it open. So he just kind of, like, came in unsuspecting. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if she's getting paid, she got paid 100 grand each for Cradle and Trilogan. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting 250 for Lee Setson, and she couldn't, like, really think through, like, he's a but, top agent. Why would he be? Remember, she know. does not want to be caught. She's very adamant about not being caught. So she probably doesn't want to be yeah. in, in in there in case he wings her or something and then she's stuck, you know. But, but I mean, she could have said like, oh, Lee, I'm in the kitchen, had a gun, and he's completely in the house and then she can just sneak yeah. on out. I'm with you, yeah. Lexi. That's what I was Because otherwise he, it, right, it would have shot him on the front step and then it would have been like, oh, there's a dead man on Amanda King's doorstep. Mm-hmm. Like, who saw something? And plus, this is all rigged. And it's like, Amanda King wouldn't have rigged this. Like, right. w- like clearly, this was not Amanda. Right. So, you know, it, it would have been more believable. And if she's like this high-powered, high-paid, highly-paid assassin, assassin, I think yeah. she'd have a better plan than that. But well, we don't want her to succeed. That's true. That is true. But I think, you know, they're trying to show that she's... Um, uh, underestimating him. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit afraid, too. Like, a little bit fearful. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just overly complicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. As we see it's Scarecrow snakes. Mrs. King, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just overly complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. So he comes in, and, and he's, you know, his first thought is that, you know, something happened to Amanda, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then he looks around, and the the kitchen looks like a crap hole. And then <laughs> yeah. um, there's cigarette butts and and drink uh, alcoholic drink on the table and dishes in the sink and yeah. just he's like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if she didn't want to get caught, she left a pretty big grill. You yeah, know, like fingerprints on the glass, mm-hmm. DNA. Do they do DNA testing back then? I don't think so. Well, they no. could have swapped it, you know, for eventually, and then they'll like now they'll use the ancestry databases to like figure <laughs> it out. You know, so all these unsolved. You're related crimes. to Karen Brinkman. <laughs> that was that. What they did do DNA, but that was the very beginning of hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Even still, maybe the fingerprints. Then yeah, fingerprints definitely. Fibers. Yeah. You not know, so likely. I don't know. Although it's, it, it, he is the agency, so maybe yeah. they did have DNA. Right. Who knows? Well, if he's dead on the doorstep, she'd have to go in, clean up the gun, clean up all her mess to make it look like there wasn't somebody there, or maybe she doesn't care. Yeah, she probably doesn't um, care. But you know. I think someone would have seen something like Lexi said, like this blue car mm-hmm. taking off when someone's lying yeah. in the front of Amanda's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little. It, it could have been done a lot cleaner. And for whatever reason, this one she chose not to. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're back at the agency, mm-hmm. and Francine's explaining to to Billy that you know she's milked that computer dry. She cannot figure out anything. And he's like, "Well, go back. Did you go back six months?" She goes, "I went back. You know, a, a whole year, year, a whole year, and there's nothing. You know, when one was here, one was." you know, all, all the way across the country over here, you know, when one was here, they were in the South Pacific, you know, that kind of thing. So there's like no connection to, to the two people, to tree logging and, and, um, cradle. Mm-hmm. And then I love this. Lee just walks in the office and he's like, Amanda's disappeared and her bed's been slept in dishes in the sink, but there is no sign of her in the house. And they both look at each other. So like, 
Like, duh. She told us just the other day that she was going to be on a camping trip. Mm-hmm. You know, He's, they're all cocky. And Francine's just like bored with the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, she didn't go. I talked to her on the phone. She was supposed to wait for me to pick her up. The house just doesn't look right. There's paper scattered all over the place. A drink on the table. Ashtrays were full of cigarette butts. And <laughs> Francine's like, oh, a secret drinker and a secret smoker. My, my, my. Mm-hmm. And then he then he kind of nonchalantly says, and then the shotgun, he's like, <laughs> nearly got me coming through the door. And he's like, what? <laughs> so then they're like, okay, now we're paying attention. Right. And something, you're right. Something is obviously wrong. Mm-hmm. I just have to say I like Francine's outfit and hair. I do. Yeah. I do like it. It's mm-hmm. 80s, but yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I like the V-neck effect. That yeah. yeah, with the blue and the black. Mm-hmm. Well, so now... Billy and Lee have kind of figured out that it's Gordon Redding, mm-hmm. that it goes back, you know, seven years, um, you know, when um, those three guys work together. Mm-hmm. And then Billy goes and checks to see um, if he's still in prison. He was supposed to be out in, you know, out in seven and. Um, out in 10 to 27 for good behavior. Oh, yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yep. Out, out, out. No, he was supposed to be in for 10 to 20 mm-hmm. years and got out on seven. Or could behavior. he could get out seven mm-hmm. for good behavior. And he actually got out on six. Yeah, Billy comes in and says it's six. Wow. And then he explains to Francine, like, yeah, it wasn't just that we busted him. Things went down and uh, he ended up, Lee ended up shooting his brother, mm-hmm. killing his brother. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, you know, they never found the money. And so he can, you know take as long as he needs to he can be patient and they can wait him out and then billy comes in and says yeah out in six yeah he stopped checking with his parole officer about a month ago he's like i think this is where we keep you under wraps he's like now billy you know you're a man of action you are not keeping him down man mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so billy or lee's kind of upset he's really upset about where amanda is he's worried about her he's not worried about himself even though he's the target and then guess who comes home early? You'll never guess. Jen, do you know? Miranda, do you know? The real thing. The real thing. Poison Ivy. Uh-huh. That's what comes home. <laughs> yeah. So poor little Jamie fell in Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's all itchy and they're all trying to keep from getting it themselves. And then Amanda's like, I don't know why you don't like camping. I mean, Philip likes it. Jamie likes it. I like it. She goes, Amanda, let me tell you something. If God wanted us to live outside, he would he would not have created architects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, there's poison ivy. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, uh-oh, Karen's home, and so is Amanda. So can't be two people, those two people in the same place. Mm-hmm. So now Gordon's getting all cocky. And uh, she's like, you don't like, uh, you don't like, he's like, what are you going to do now? You know, like Miss, you know, fancy pants kind of thing. <laughs> she's like, you don't like arrogance. I don't like s- sarcasm. He's like, for what I'm paying you, you should be making more of an effort. She goes, you'll get your money's worth. You, mi-. He goes, you missed Stetson. She, she like has an alcohol problem. Don't yeah. you think she's always got to have a drink in her mm-hmm. hand? Maybe that's, maybe that's Kate's way of making it, you know, another way of making her different from yeah. From uh, Amanda. He goes, you had him. Why didn't you just stay and finish the job? She goes, because when I finish the job, I want to be sure that I can walk away from it. He's he's a little squirrely little mm-hmm. dork. 
So they're they're talking, saying, "Hey, you're gonna have to get, you know, you'll have to get rid of her. There can't be two of us walking around." And yeah. he's like, "How are you gonna get rid of her?" She goes, "I'm not gonna get rid of her. I'm gonna get rid of Lee Stetson." She's like, "You're gonna get rid of Amanda King." <laughs> what and get his hands dirty? <laughs> so this is where I wanted to talk about. So in the film version. You know, they're talking, they have rubber gloves on and they're talking about how, you know, somebody broke in and and that sort of thing and how they call the police and everything. In the script, Dottie says, you know, the boys aren't the least bit upset. I actually think they're enjoying having their home vandalized. And Amanda says, well, I guess they think it's exciting. And it wasn't actually vandalized. It was just used. Mm -hmm. And Dottie says, used. (laughs) And Amanda says, changing the subject, you check your jewelry daddy says it's all there she goes good daddy says amanda why don't you call the police a crime has been committed and amanda says oh mother a few cans of soup a few dirty ashtrays and daddy says in other words don't ask amanda just looks at her and gives her a small shrug daddy continues sometimes you're a complete mystery to me a complete mystery and she turns and exits so amanda thinks that the agency has used her house without her knowing, and that's why she doesn't call the police in the script oh. version. And when Lee shows up, she's like just making that assumption, you know. And then he's like, you know, no, we didn't do that kind of thing. So that's why she doesn't do it in here. But obviously, they do. She doesn't think that in the in the actual film version. Yeah. So Amanda's sitting there in the kitchen in the film version, talking to Dottie. And then Lee pops up in the window and she's like, oh, hello. You know, she was like, tries to get him to get down and stuff. You see that little clip a lot the, of him in the window. Yeah, right. He's like a peeping Tom, you know, if he wasn't yeah. cute, you'd call the police. <laughs> Too true. He just starts, he starts in talking to her like she knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, you know, are, is everybody okay? You know. You know, our phone conversation, you know, he's after me and all that. And she's like, wait, what phone conversation? And he's like, Amanda, you know, he goes this afternoon. She goes, I didn't talk to you this afternoon. He goes, what do you mean you didn't talk to me? She goes, you didn't talk to me because I didn't talk to you. And he's like, wait a second. This is getting way out of hand. He goes, all right, now look, get everybody to a hotel. Meet me here tomorrow morning. We'll go through this house, see what we can find. Okay. She's like, right, right. Would you just, I mean, when you go, wait, what are you talking about? I didn't yeah. talk to you. What are you talking about? You know? But he doesn't. Yeah, that would freak me out more talking to him. Be like, what happened? Right. What? You know that you're not telling me? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we are, um, it's morning and there is a mailman and it's definitely not that cute mailman that came to visit not too long ago um, to bring Amanda's letter for station one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Mr. Redding. Gordon Redding, and he's uh, in a postal outfit, and he brings her a package. He's really in, really interested in her face, like really looking at her, like you know, seeing how much Karen looks like her. Mm-hmm. You know, do you like those earrings? No, <laughs> just very quick. No, the top's not horrible. Yeah, she's sitting on the pineapple couch. So she opens up the box and the lid triggers this mechanism to go off and spray like a gas Mm -hmm. and she gets completely knocked out by it. And then the box happens to have a coral snake in it. 
<laughs> oh my that's just like one of my um huge um nightmares but okay and um and what i think is funny is she drops the box like normal people would you get sprayed in the face and like I just, I don't, I don't know that I would throw the box. <laughs> I would throw it as far, far, far away as possible, Miranda. And she didn't have time. <laughs> she, she's struck in the face and is ready to pass out almost immediately. Yeah. Well, maybe she saw the snake and said, Yeah, out. maybe, maybe. <laughs> Well, it's funny because when the snakes, um, before Lee breaks in, the snake is like all over the place, like all stretched out. And then he comes in and the snake's, it's all coiled up just right for him, you know. (laughs) But he breaks in like the hero that he is. And he grabs a a can, a waste can, and and puts it over top of the snake. And then he he lifts her up and he's so delicate with her. It's so sweet. The yeah. now conveniently coiled snake that's small enough to fit under the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought they did a good job with the music here, too, because it sounds like a snake. Yeah. It's like kind of, kind of the typical drama music, but it's like a shaker. So yeah. I, I don't know. I thought they did a good job. Yeah, that's that, cool. But... He he lifts her up from a dead lift. I mean, that was a dead lift. She's thin and stuff, but she, that's a, from the floor up, that's a dead lift. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. She probably weighs a buck fifteen. Yeah, probably a buck fifteen. I bet. But still, I mean, from the floor up, though, that's still hard on you. I mean, just picking up my kid. You know, he's like eight and seventy-five pounds, maybe. Sure. Well, I, I have a bad back. So yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to lift her up. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> so. He, he puts her up gently on the couch, and he it's very sweet. He's, like, soothing to her. He's like, it's okay, it's okay, you're going to be all right, you know, kind of thing. And then he go, goes into the kitchen to grab something and, and grabs the the um, lunchbox off the, the refrigerator and then some tongs and then puts the, the snake in the lunchbox. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. She, like, looks over to see what he's doing, and then she kind of obviously has a headache, so she looks like she has a hangover. I wanted to see if he's bringing the lunchbox and the box, and the mechanism box, you know? I think he just brings the lunchbox. That's what I thought, too. But why wouldn't he bring the mechanism? Because they need to know what kind of drug they gave her. Yeah, but he makes a comment about it when he's in the agency later, saying that he had the stuff tested. Yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe he hacked off the canister and put it in with the snake. <laughs> he only yeah he only has the lunchbox that's so funny that lady walked by originally and then she's walking back now mm-hmm. so i guess she maybe she went to the store <laughs> yeah at least it's in the opposite direction yeah that's true that's true so lee gets amanda in the car in his corvette and then uh gets in there she gets really um karen gets really feisty here mm-hmm. her lips get really pursed pursed that's what i was trying to say mm-hmm. thank you miranda <laughs> she's like you know, he's like, let's go. We got him right there. Let's do it. And she's like, I tell you when I'm going to do it. You know, she's like, I want to be able to walk away from this. And uh, so they follow um, them out. So then they go to the emergency room and the doctors, uh, the doctor and Lee are talking and, and she's like walking behind him. I love this. 
Thank you. I really feel fine Until now. Until the agency lab runs that vial, we won't know what gas they used. It may be toxic, and there may be side effects. I really feel we'll great. We'll keep her under surveillance for 24 hours. Oh, All no, right. 24 hours is too long. Mother and the boys are in the hotel, and I can't leave them there no, alone for 24 You call me as soon as your lab boys get an answer. Absolutely. I, now, I don't think there's any major nerve damage or anything like that. I think she'd be fine. Excuse okay. me, there. Not only will I be fine, I'm here. What? I'm right here. You're talking about me, but I'm here, and I feel terrific, and everything is great, and I don't understand why you're talking about me she like I'm She seems upset. That's natural. We'll talk later. Uh, thank you. Amanda. That's not fair. That's... Uh, Lee. What? Stay. I don't want to be in a hospital. I shouldn't be in a hospital. He's like, Amanda, listen, what's the harm in running tests? She goes, I don't want to run. He goes, for your peace of mind. She goes, I don't need peace of mind. I have perfect peace of mind. My mind is, he goes, okay, then for, for mine. She goes, oh, that's very sweetly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cute. He charms, he charms her in and do it. <laughs> he tries to pull her and she stops. That's cute. Cute little scene. This is another scene where Kate playing Karen is like, precision like just icy and it doesn't even look like her her face looks different to me even i was gonna say she looks harder yeah her hair's messed up it's her face the way she holds her face yeah her 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 jaws tense it's it's really interesting how she does it it's not like one of us sees it i mean we're all seeing it right i mean so it's it's really interesting her eyes look different it must be fun for her to play a bad guy every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sure. My sentiment is exactly that. I'm like, <laughs> seeing this makes me want her to be, like, I wish I would have seen her in more different type of roles, like the bad guy type of roles. Well, yeah, I agree. I I think she would have been good at it. I think she usually played, you know, a good character or in most of her movies. Mm-hmm. But doesn't her, doesn't her hair look funny? I mean, her hair looks even yeah, messed I mean, up. Yeah, it's definitely not Amanda. Yeah. It's so funny. So she says to uh, Redding, she's like, how would you like uh, a front row seat? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we do have, we have one. He He's so rushed. He really just wants it done. Yeah. He's so impatient. And she goes, um, he goes, he's running, he's leaving. She goes, oh, he'll be back. Mrs. King is in there. He's like, where are you going? She goes, we're going to need a f- I'm going to need a few things. It's amazing to me. She found an exact matching outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> like in such a short amount of time. She said, yeah. she, she said earlier she duplicated her wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So, so she must've broken into her house, found out everything she had just because she'd have, you'd have to have every single item of outward stuff, you know? Yeah. And some of those shirts might be hard to find. <laughs> They're from really a long time ago. <laughs> Francine's hair, I really like here. You don't. I like it. And I like the blue on her. I don't like that necklace. I agree on the necklace. I don't like the hair. I love the shirt. Hmm. I think it's it, I think it's a dress, but yeah. She always looks good in blue. Mm-hmm. I like that color. Mm-hmm. Color. Yeah, it is. So Francine's sitting at her desk and Billy's on the other side talking to her. And then Lee comes in and she, of course, has to be a smart aleck to him. He's like, you check that hotel. What do they say? He goes, great legs. (laughs) That's all he got. 
And then Francine's like, oh, I like your new look there. And she's, and he's like, here, here, take care of this for me. And she goes to open. She goes like, what's in it? And he goes, a coral snake. She's like, oh, God, and puts it like as far away as she can. So he explains to Billy and Francine that Amanda's in the hospital, that she's okay, and they're running some tests, but they use some gas, and um, he's getting it tested. I don't know how he's getting it tested since he left it at Amanda's house, but whatever. Maybe he went back to Amanda's house and got it. And <laughs> sure, okay. I'm a rationalizer. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> and then, so he drops this off, and now he's heading back to pick up Amanda from the from the um, hospital. Billy gives a worried look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Mr. Redding seems to have quite a few ensembles. He had the uh, mailman's outfit and now he has an ambulance driver's outfit on. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing in a, a gurney into the hospital. So apparently that's how they're going to get Amanda out of there. Ooh, she even had the same, same earrings as Amanda. Mm-hmm. So there's two pairs of those ugly earrings. Yeah. I love uh, how... And I don't, I don't know if it, it's just, it's because I, I'm used to watching 80s stuff and old stuff, but the split screen, how they have the thing right there in the middle. Yeah, they have that, um, the coat rack. Yeah. So to split it. Split screen. Yep. So, yeah, I love it. Yep. That's how they always did it. They didn't have the green yeah, screen stuff. Overlay, yeah, yeah. Or the green screen. Yep. So Redding is kind of hovering over the nurse's area to try and find out what a room Amanda's in. And then Karen's kind of hovering around, you know, the hallways, <laughs> waiting for him to give her the okay that to go in. And uh, Amanda's on the phone uh, updating her mother. I'm sure she's getting a lecture as well. Mm-hmm. There's, there, the, the person on the speaker, the PA system, is giving a bunch of um, names out, but I don't know... Um, I don't recognize any of the names. Did you guys? I wasn't really listening. Yeah. I knew, like, she kept, they kept, they kept saying different doctor names. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you don't know. I didn't notice. I didn't recognize anybody's. Yeah, I did. One was Dr. Chuck something, but I didn't hear one. There was a Kreider and that look, uh, that look that Karen gives Redding, Mm -hmm. that kind of that smirk, that was so not Amanda too. That was so weird. But now, now they're face-to-face. In the script, they actually don't show them. They just have Amanda saying, hello, Mrs. Uh, uh, Karen saying, hello, Mrs. King. And then, then it goes, freezes, and then they go on to the next scene where they're all on that rooftop. Really? Mm-hmm. They actually don't have... Maybe Juanita was trying to be, you know, correct. Yeah, cost Yeah, probably. And- or, or the fact that you don't want to have too many scenes with the two of them together mm-hmm. when there's only obviously only one. Makes you wonder what they do to poor Amanda or what Karen does to Amanda to get her in that gurney, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be screaming my head off. In chloroform? I don't know. Yeah. In the script, when uh, the scene back where he Lee brought Amanda to the hospital the first, you know, originally... Um, a nurse approaches, pausing at the doorway across the hall. She gives Lee an appreciative appraisal, then reacts to the lunchbox he carries. He notices her scrutiny, and he says, peanut butter and jelly. And Amanda says, his favorite. Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Quirky stuff out of, the, out of the blue, you know? Yeah. So 
now Amanda comes face to face with her twin. It does, I mean, it's pretty good for the 80s. It's not horrible. Mm-hmm. The split screen. I know. Funny, they have the coat rack there, and <laughs> you can see the line of the wall. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, it kind of obviously strategic. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then they go to that construction site, and Redding's got Amanda, and then Karen apparently went back to the hospital to pick up Lee and bring him back. And as all horrible bad guys do, he explains the whole plot to her. <laughs> And tells her, you know, everything, uh, like Karen's whole name and and how they did it, you know, with surgery and, and uh, you know, you know, rehearsal and things like that. And that they're going to kill Lee if he's not already dead. The criminal arrogance. Yes. And he said, I hired two gentlemen before this, very highly recommended, and they failed. Yeah, Lee took them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Gordon says, you know, when he saw Amanda and how close Lee and her were, then, and he saw Karen and how she had the same height, the same build, um, same coloring, that he thought it would be, you know, an easy way to dispose of Lee. And he said, from the videotape, it was clear that you and Stetson were close. Yeah, so then um, this is where Amanda learns that the phony Amanda um, took down Cradle and Trelogan as well. And she's like, Lee's dead. He's like, he will be soon. And then Gordon's like, oh, I never intended for you to get in the middle of this. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, buddy. What do you think's going to happen, you know? So Lee shows up at the hospital and knocks on Amanda's door. And he's like, you know, is it all right if I come in? <laughs> and she she pretends to be Amanda. I do like the fact that he kind of picks up on the fact that something's different. Mm-hmm. Which shows how much she knows Amanda. Yeah. And he's like, listen, I'm sorry. I know what you've been through. You got caught in the middle of a, of a crossfire. She's like, oh, you know, look, it, it wasn't your fault. And he's like, thanks. And then he just kind of, he just seems relieved that she's not upset with him, I think. Mm-hmm. She's like, what's wrong? He goes, I don't know. I was about to ask you the same thing. And she's like, oh, I just, you know, I really hate hospitals. Can we get out of here? You know? And he kind of brushes it off as... Just that's why she was kind of antsy to get out of there. Mm-hmm. It's not like you'd go, oh, wait, you look different. You're not Amanda. I mean, you're just you would you would make excuses for whatever you thought you saw, I guess. Yeah. So they head out of the hospital and they're in the parking lot. And he's like, you know, telling her, you know, doesn't uh, not sure how long, you know, you'll need to be in the hotel. It depends on, you know, how long this writing thing goes. And he's like, you're getting pretty good at this. She goes, well, I've always been pretty good. He kind of changes the subject. He's talking about writing, you know, thinking about Lee all this time. And she's like, well, he obviously was thinking about you. Oh, he said, I haven't thought of him in a long time. And she said, oh, well, obviously he's been thinking of you. And he's like, oh, we don't even know where to look for him. And she goes, oh, Lee, that's no problem. I can take him, take you right to him. And then she shoves a gun in his gut. That's got to be off-putting. Mm-hmm. It's so foreign, like Amanda King's putting a gun in your gut. And she's like, you know, like, you better behave yourself or else Mrs. King's going to get it. And he's like, what have you done to her? He doesn't even go, what? What's going on? You're Amanda. Mm -hmm. So she takes his gun and uh, I love how she puts it in her purse. (laughs) There was one thing like, I got it right here. I'll shoot through the purse, buddy. 
How the hell did you do it? What, this little get-up? Oh, plastic surgery, uh, good ear, a lot of rehearsal time. I suppose it wouldn't do me any good to ask who you are. Oh, I'm another American success story. No wants, no warrants. Yeah, I thought we had a line on all the Top Guns. I'm impressed. I'm very excited that I impress you. How do you feel about the Nordic type? I think that might be my next look. Or do you prefer this Amanda look, hmm? A real one, yeah. You know, I was really disappointed to find that you and she are only business acquaintances. Could have been interesting. You're very attractive. Huh. You find me attractive? I don't know. I've never seen you. That's right. Where is he supposed to be from? Is she... It doesn't say. It just says the name. It doesn't really say where she's from. But you. It doesn't sound American. No, it doesn't at all. Nordic or something, you know. Maybe that's why she said the Nordic does. Or do you prefer the Nordic look or something like that? <laughs> she's evil. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> so he's got that grin. It's so grin. weird to see them act off of each other when. It's it's not, it's not Amanda, you know it. It really is an interesting episode. Mm -hmm. And then Redding's like telling her it's her fault that he's going to have to kill her because she should have stayed on her camping trip. Yeah. <laughs> Done in by poison ivy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Karen and Lee show up at the construction site and head on up. He's like, great, I get to be part of the foundation, huh? <laughs> A little foreshadowing for um, rumors of my death in season four. Mm. When they find... Lee Stetson, quote, Lee Stetson's uh, skeleton in the foundation. This actually looked like one of the 80s um, real estate development crashes. This looks like it's been worked on. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> so Gordon's got Amanda, and then Karen's got Lee. And again, we have the pillars there as the, the line, that sight line, for the, um, so that they can crop the two together. And then Lee mentions his brother and he's like, don't talk about my brother. And he's like, well, this is what it's all about. You know, the, you know, you killing Trilogan and Cradle and now me. And then he kind of like puts a dig in, like you always have to hire people to do your dirty work kind of thing. And then Karen's like, do you want to do it or you want to watch? And of course, Mr. Pansy doesn't want to do it. So she's about to shoot his kneecaps. And then Amanda hits the uh, two by four. Mm -hmm. And knocks the gun out of Karen's hand and then goes and tries to grab the gun on the ground. And then they both end up, I don't know how, but they both end up falling over the edge. And they're both hanging very far up off the ground. Mm -hmm. In the script, I think they said the ninth floor. And then Lee knocks out Redding and runs to the edge just in time to find Amanda and Karen hanging. And now he doesn't know who it is. Now in the... In the script, Gerda yells, Lee, my God, help me. She tried to kill me. And Amanda says, I'm Amanda. Don't listen to her. Lee looks frantically from one to the other. The girder slips and the angle banks sharply. And then Amanda says, oh, my gosh. And then that's when he realizes. Hmm. So obviously Amanda would never say, oh, my God. Hmm. <laughs> but then Karen just, oof. Bet you the... Um, uh, her double probably probably love that yeah. free falling like that. Mm -hmm. I would have peed myself, but I'm <laughs> sure somebody like that would love that. Mm -hmm. So Lee holds her by the arms, and he's like, 
Uh, she goes, how'd you know it was me? He goes, look, who else do I know whose last words would be, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so true. And then they hug. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. So then the family's back home. I do like that red coat. Yeah, very pretty. On Beverly, that's really pretty. Uh, so they walk in the, the door in the front entry, and the um, boys run up the stairs, and, and Jamie's like, look, I think I found a fingerprint. And he's like, that's calamine lotion from your hand, you bozo. <laughs> And then starts itching in his arm. And Dottie's like, see, I told you now they both have it. So Amanda yells up that she's going to make uh, hot chocolate from, from room service. And then they're all excited about that. And then Dottie says, don't forget the marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And then we have our nightly visit from the handsome spy. Mm-hmm. Knocks on the back door and she comes out. And he's there to check on her because he's a good boy. He asks how she's feeling, and, and then he just came by to tell him that Redding won't be out on parole this time. And uh, she's like, yeah, it makes her feel a lot better and safer. And she's like, you know, it's awfully strange looking at somebody that looks just like you. I used to think I wanted a twin when I was in school. I'd go to school on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. She would go on Tuesdays and Thursday, and, I, and you know, we'd alternate off like that. But to really look at somebody who looks exactly like you... <laughs> God, she can talk I mean, fast. You can really tell that he picked the right Amanda. Yeah, like, right? Absolute confirmation. Like, <laughs> not a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and she's like, who could just walk right into your life and take your place? He's like, Amanda, I don't think anyone could pull that off. And then Philip yells out, don't forget the marshmallows. She goes, you're right. And you know why? And he goes, why? Because no one knows where I hide the marshmallows. And then they laugh. It's cute. And it's cute and wholesome and mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, I like this episode. I have to admit, I'm a sucker for anything. I mean, I like strong characters, but when there's like a damsel in distress, I like that too. Yeah. And I think it shows, I mean, he's really really concerned about her well-being in this episode and is very gentle with her, I think. It's kind of sweet. You can tell that he uh, like knows her. Like he picked up on her character traits. Nuances, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Very sweet. I like that one. I think that one's an under underestimated episode. Yeah. It's easy to kind of forget about that one, I think. But very good. Yes. We are getting down. We only have six episodes left now mm-hmm. after this one, after tonight. So really getting down to the end of season two. Oh, I'm going to miss season two. Yeah. That's, is that one your favorite? Um, I would say one and two. And I like parts of the others, but... There's just the thing about the basic, you know, chemistry in one and two and how their relationship is growing that, I don't know, I just, I'm a sucker for it. Yeah. Three's, I think three's my, like, overall, if I had to watch one season, I would watch that one. But um, I think one and two just has some really great moments of, you know, that building relationship, like you mentioned. Greg Morton here, a.k.a. Jamie King. Philip thought I was stupid for falling into poison ivy, but really, I just wanted to get home and listen to the next episode of Mrs. King's Chronicles. And for the record, I didn't fall. I tripped. Then I fell. Okay, Ernie the Camera brings you videos from the video vault for Odds on a Dead Pigeon. This episode was distinctly Amanda and is a great one for illustrating the going relationship between them. So with that, the first video celebrates Amanda's favorite phrase, oh my gosh, I'm not sure if it's because I watch SNK, but I actually find myself saying, oh my gosh, quite a lot. It is particularly fitting that in this case it ends up being the distinct phrase that saves her life. The song is Oh My Gosh by A.F. Nichols, and the video is put together by Swiss Miss Kinema. 
The second video emanates all the sweetness that passed between the two of them, from the caring way he saves her from a snake, ew, to his concern at the hospital, and finally the sweet hug between the two of them at the end. The song is Arms by Christina Perry, and the video is put together from Amanda's perspective this time by Love SK. We always talk about Lee's attraction to Amanda, but I think this episode shows how much Amanda really trusts and values her relationship with Lee. So that was one thing I was going to ask you guys about because everyone always talks about when did Lee finally fall for Amanda or when he that he loved Amanda, but no one talks about when Amanda kind of shows. I mean, she always kind of does those cheesy things early on that we don't really know what she's doing. <laughs> but I don't know. I think these episodes, this one and the next couple, I think kind of show that, I don't know, that she has more of an attraction for him that goes beyond just an attraction. Like, Deeper. Yeah, it's no longer a crush. It's more yeah. of true feelings. Yeah, a deeper, deeper feelings. These videos are on YouTube, and we have provided links on our website at mkcpodcast.com. It's that time again for Dottie's Bookshelf, where we'll give you fan fiction recommendations that go along with the episode Odds on a Dead Pigeon. So we have a special bonus bonus, and um, that's because I have four stories. I just couldn't pick just two, so I had to go with these four. The first one, and these are in no particular order, That Kind of Woman, and it was written by Sieg in September of 2000, which is near and dear to my heart because that's when my oldest was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, Filler scenes for this episode. It's about 2,700 words. How does Amanda react when she realizes that Cradle and Trelagan both died thinking that one, she was going to sleep with them, and two, that she killed them? And the second recommendation is Caught in a Spider's Web. And this one was written by La Corelli. It's an AU ending to this episode, and it's about 4,000 words. I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say Lee sees Amanda in a very different light in this one. The third recommendation is called An Easy Mark, and it's written by Dottie with an IE, not a Y, which is opposite of our Dottie. It was written in November of 2009. It has about 8,000 words, and it's an AU version. Amanda is looking for something more with Lee, or is she? And the last one is Two Live Pigeons by Zubin Eshmali of Deutsch, I believe, uh, written in May of 2003, and it's about 2,300 words. It's a very sweet way the episode could have ended. As always, we'll link these stories on our website, on the show notes, and you can also find them all on fanfiction.net. Thank you for joining us as we discussed Odds on a Dead Pigeon. We hope you'll join us next time as we talk about another fun season two episode, Car Wars. Until then, check out our website at mkcpodcast.com and Twitter and Facebook pages at mkcpodcast for episode discussions and photos. If you haven't already, join our Facebook group for more detailed discussions and episode information. But until then, take care from all of us at Mrs. King's Chronicles. Bye. 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 Bye.